All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming in Hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming in Hot. I'm Brent Wallace alongside uh, Bobby Ryan. Uh, it's good to see you back in the home office and out of, uh, well, it looked like a dungeon last show. I don't want to tell you um, how I fixed it. I f- <laughs> the iPad wasn't plugged into the charger or the, uh, the computer no. wasn't plugged into the charger. I was, I was walking around in here. I, I went out to circuit breakers. I did everything. And then I looked over here to my right and I said, it's not, it's got no power. <laughs> so that one's on me, fellas. Bobby, how, how can you yeah. not operate an iPad? Well, I did it on the iPad. It's, it's everything else, man. There's a lot going on in here. All right. And, uh, yeah, so that one was on me. And then, uh, yeah, it's just another week or another show that you have to do with only one person or zero people hanging <laughs> either your cure. I are on a golf course or in Bermuda or yeah. whatever we're doing. That's yeah. right. Yorkie's on assignment. I, Cause I don't know where he is. So let's just say he's either buying a hockey team or he's golfing. And he's not getting back to me or either one of us. So he's definitely, no. uh, he's on whole six. He's in the middle of the 16th fairway right now, just having a blast. I think he's negotiating, uh, but we will not be getting into the sale of the team today. Cause I'm tired of it. Um, Thank we God. will find out next <laughs> week. Yeah. Right. Like we will find out next week, uh, apparently of how this is all going to play out and who they're going to maybe choose. Um, cool. We got, but today, listen, we got one of your teammates on and I'm excited because he goes back, we go back a long ways. In fact, Eric Griba, who's our guest, gave me my first bottle of scotch. Uh, we'll no way. 
which seems really weird for a play. Yeah, but well, it looks yeah. better. Um, lots to talk about, including the time he fought his best friend, uh, when his wife thought he was getting traded and he didn't respond to her, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, yes, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Lars Eller hit. Um, anyway, before we do that, though, Bobby, uh, the usual, it's time. We should have a little jingle. It's time now for ad reads. Uh, as this always, this show proudly presented by Botano, which is going to be busy tonight as the Eastern Conference final in the NHL begins. Uh, go to botano.ca, it's an award winning app. Uh, download it and get started where the game starts now. Online sportsbook and casino, they have bet builder, live betting, they have it all. And they've got hundreds, and I don't know how many different things they have that you can bet on, but it's all there. Any sport you want, uh, go to botano.ca where the game starts now. I don't know what you get next. Oh, uh, here we go. This show together, this show held together loosely by our friends over at Renfrew Pro, which is the original hockey tape, Pro Blade XT cloth hockey tape. It's the one with the green core. You can find them at RenfrewPro.com. Also available at all major, major retailers. And it's what the pros use. It's what's in every locker room. It helps with puck control. It's hand terrible, which is the most important thing, apparently. And moisture resist, moisture resistance, excuse me. Oh, you tried it and you failed. Yeah, I, I was, you know what? I was all over the map on that one. Oh, we got another. Yep. Sorry about this. I'm going to keep going because I'm hot. Um, give them a follow at Renfrew Pro uh, for free tape Fridays. Tag your teammates for unlimited entries and then share to your story for 10 bonus entries. Um, Renfrew Pro, the one with the green core, feel the game. You know what? It's, you know what's incredible here is that um, yeah. I, I know a lot of the people that are on the chat make fun of us, because, but I'm getting so damn good at this stuff that I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to have Yorkie do all of them. So no, you know what? In fact, never before have I ever done a show where people have commented about the ad reads until you two jackasses started doing it. <laughs> so that's very fair. Okay. So uh, <laughs> people are very impressed. I think about how you do it. Anyway, I don't even know if Gribes is still going to be here after we get through these. Uh, and as always, BEI, our good friends and partners up in the Ottawa Valley, uh, heavy civil co general contractors, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Uh, by the way, equipment rentals, if you're looking for that, aggregate topsoil sales. Uh, the asphalt plant has been uh, fired up and they're ready to do driveways if you're looking to get that done this year. Of course, don't forget aggregate sales. Give them a call, 613-432-1120 or go to bonshireexcavating.com. And of course, as always, they're hiring. And please, uh, this summer, slow down in construction zones. All right. Uh, Bobby, someone already well, gave well you done. an 11 out of 10. So- No I way. I love that. Yeah. I, I, it's not fair. I believe it's a relative of yours. Um, all right. Uh, without further <laughs> ado, I... listen. <laughs> uh, one of your teammates who was part of the Hamburglar run, uh, you won a Calder Cup, uh, lots of different things we're going to get to. Uh, Eric Greiba, all the way from- Saskatoon, uh, welcome to the show, my friend. What's up, guys? Uh, what place, you did place. with the backdrop there, bud. <laughs> literally moved into a brand new office an hour ago, so I have okay, nothing fair enough. It's echoey and uh, it's amazing. Oh, and my lights just turned off, so I got things dialed in here. <laughs> Can we? Uh, I'm going to ask you, what is the first thing you're going to hang up in your office? I have my picture of when I beat the wheels off of Zach Smith. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get to this right now. Uh, Alex, fire up the Zach Smith, Eric Gribe fight. Hold on one sec. So I'm going to set this up, Gribes. You and Zach Smith are, can we say best friends? Really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's less than best friends now. Um, 
both good Saskatchewan boys. You, in your first game back in Ottawa, uh, playing for the Edmonton Oilers, fought Max McCormick, and then you fought your good friend. Uh, let's see the video. Now, can you explain to me, because there's no reason, Smitty circles back, and you two are now fighting. There's What happened? Well, it started the shift before, because... Smitty, the shift. Yeah, so you guys didn't get the shift before. That's where it no. all started. No, he was like, "We don't have that kind of budget." Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> he was like along the boards, and I went and barely kind of like touched him, and he went like he folded like a cheap tent right into the board. Then he got up with his temper and was like, "What are you doing?" Like, it's like, yeah. And then he wanted to fight. I'm like, Smitty, get out of here. Like, beat it. And then the next shift, then he came back for it again. I was like, okay, well, fine. This is happening and uh that's amazing yeah that was kind of the rest of it so okay this then, is a long tilt this is a yes. long i didn't realize I, I was on the bench but i can't i forgot how long this was yeah it went on i actually whenever i've watched this it's like well i forgot how actually long that fight was yeah i didn't remember that look did, he's all pumped up yeah i got the boys going sweaty <laughs> sweetie yeah there's this pressure cap from my helmet it wasn't even like a clean punch Always a pressure cut. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, why? <laughs> he was still, why he was still yeah. mad from before. And then, yeah, look at him. He wouldn't let me. He's like, let's do this. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, bundied him again. Barely touched him, and he, and he folds. So, now I did reach out to Smitty when I brought this up, and I was like, uh why don't i really remember this and he goes well our wives certainly did uh keep yeah. him honest with his answer when you asked who won the fight um so apparently he believes he's won the fight i mean smitty's delusional in a lot of parts of his life <laughs> <laughs> so what was the conversation like in the hallway after and then uh, again when you two were discussing this with your wives what was that discussion yeah, I mean, everyone was super civil and we laughed about it, but it was like my wife, Kate, went off and sent him a text. I mean, I can't even repeat yeah. the wordage that was used because we were getting married that summer and she's like, you beep and beep, beep. If he has a scarf for the wedding, I'm going to beep right. you. Like, oh, yeah, she was like all fired up. And then Zach's, then Brittany, Zach's wife, got all fired up about Smitty too. She's like, Zach, what is wrong with you? Like, grow up, yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. What was it? Didn't you guys have wedding pictures coming up? Wasn't, excuse me, wasn't that something that yeah, someone's some yeah. wedding was coming up? And yeah, he just being a, yeah, so that's what Kate was quite upset about. <laughs> so before we move on from this, I have to, and we have to, say that wasn't the first fight i've seen between you two there, there was there was a little one at a card table yeah, i was somewhere. just thinking about that yeah i yeah. remember he was in like so, a big he was in like a big hand or something at the card table on the plane and yeah. i was out of it but i was just sitting there just kind of like poking at him and like chirping and, and just like getting him kind of fired up and then he got then he lost or something happened he freaked out he like stood yeah. up and oh yeah, there was a whole I remember I, you guys got into it because it was 
was the two of you across from me and I, I forget who was sitting to my right. And as it started going, whoever it was, I, I feel like it might've been pager sitting with me. I can't remember, yeah. but, um, we, we were not helping at all. We were, we, we were absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were turned the plot in that situation. yeah, I, um, I, there might've been a couple glasses of Rouge already down the hatch for all the boys. Cause we, I, I, I actually remember we were going somewhere where we had a day off and we were having some fun on the plane and. I remember Spitty's like, go get another fish tattoo, and then stood up and got into it. <laughs> we, yeah, like, yeah. You know, a couple of guys around the table are like, you know, pulling them apart. Me and Pajot, I feel like it was Pager, but we're just sitting across from it laughing our asses off because no punches yeah. were thrown, but it was a couple of guys wrestling. You were stuck in your seat, and Spitty had all the leverage. I know. Of course, Smitty. It's always, he's always coming at me when I'm not prepared. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I yeah. love it. I may have ruined the best story for the entire show at the beginning, but I still wanted to get to this. This is one of my favorites. Um, so do you, do you and Smitty still hang out and chat? Oh yeah. We just, in February, we were down, we took our families down to, um, Disney world together. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny. I was like, yeah, you know, at one point in our lives, we we're fighting and we we're at both of each other's weddings. And then, you know, then you see us, if you were to see me and Smitty and Disney, just like, in the absolute weeds with our kids, like miserable and heat and concrete jungle. Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty I funny. Think I, the, uh... I think I saw some of the stroller pictures with Smitty with a backpack on and doing the whole, the, the whole dad thing. Oh yeah. You have to like train for that. You need to be like doing treadmill, treadmill runs and walks with like, and like holding different weighted things. Like it's a, I don't know, the whole place it's an ordeal. facade. <laughs> so uh, speaking of wedding photos I, I there is a famous one of perhaps you at let's say Jared Cowan's wedding mm -hmm. and your, oh, yeah. your 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 uniform of choice if you will uh, <laughs> <laughs> jeans and it uh, yeah. <laughs> it even it, it even got lots of attention there was a story I think on TSN about your outfit and where because Kyle Turris tweeted after, uh, is Gribes wearing jeans at the wedding or are they suit pants made to look like jeans? Oh, that, that was uh, a whole thing, all career. I was always trying to push the limits. I never I hated wearing suit pants. So I still remember, so for like, I was always trying to like push the envelope with not wearing suit pants. So when Lulu's just first came out and they were a big thing, like Lulu pants, I still remember this. I was like wearing them and like, I thought pulling them off. Well, Chris Neal had like a huge, and I was a rookie. So Neeler had like a huge hissy fit to do about it. Like you gotta be wearing suit pants. You can't be wearing that stuff. And now you look every single guy I'm pretty sure in the league is wearing Lulu pants to yeah. games because it's stretching comfortable and whatnot. But yeah, it was, uh, I, yeah. Always was never, always trying to not wear suit pants if I could. You had to Do tell Neeler too made... early. <laughs> Neeler, Neeler didn't start tailoring his suits until about three years left of my time there. Um, <laughs> he had, he was still, you know, the pants oh, swayed yeah. when he walked. They were so bad. Him so he, this is not a guy that can be, what's that? Him and Philly, both. Yeah. Like Philip, yeah. like their pants, like guys, like oh. they make a lot of money. Like you can you know, put the suit, the suits from the eighties, you can put them away. Like you can probably get some <laughs> new stuff here if you want it. 
<laughs> yeah, like tarps for a sail, <laughs> our sailboat, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. have Chris Neal stories? Always, there's someone always has a Chris Neal story. I mean, I feel like someone's always standing out as like his temper tantrums at the card table. Yeah. It was met like if he lost, like, I don't know, or if he did something to like, like he could do something at the card table, like play his cards a certain way to kind of like slow play his hand and kind of just, you know, kind of a, as a shot at somebody, you know, lay the, I don't know, you know, if he has a three king or three kings, he'd lay uh, a king or a queen down first. Like, oh, and I have the king to make, you know, three of a kind. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. <laughs> but you do that to him. I mean, it's a whole, like, that, then it's a whole to do. Um, or, you know, you're playing chase the ace and like, you know, you'd hide the, the ace in your, in your jacket or something like that. And just like, you know, flash that or the king, sorry, hide the king and show the king. You know, he'd do that. But again, you tried pulling that, especially as like a younger guy. That's a no-go. Like that's a no-go zone. You're going to see a, see a big temper tantrum from Mueller. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think some of the best ones were when Mueller would, Mueller would be in a hand um and and you know kings and queens and whatever would be out on the table and you know you got guys calling with really good hands and then all of a sudden there's like a nine and a two on the river and he called with nine <laughs> yeah. and two right yeah. so you know he he he'd raise you 300 bucks and you call because you're like i got king queen high i'm in i got a I, i'm in a great position and he should you know you show your cards and you're all excited then he shows you a two nine and he goes i was small blind and i'm like but it, it was raised to 20 dollars beforehand yeah there's yeah, 300 dollars in raises I'm like what are you doing in this yeah, like, yeah there's no, there no getting him out of hand so it was like you never knew whether he had the flush or you know seven two offsuit and you're like you, it, you just you couldn't tell it was a complete wild yeah, card. no clue no. Yeah. So, I want to know how much he, he had to have won more than he lost in his career, though. He did play in that way. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I know I'm definitely up on him. I know that for sure. That's something yeah. I had like, an, like a mental tab. I'm like, as long as I'm like, <laughs> with me, like as long as I take some of his money, I'm happy. I like Who's that. the worst card player on the Sens during your time? <laughs> Man, Smitty sucked. It's pretty. <laughs> I, I hate to keep dragging him. I'm just not here to defend himself. But yeah, he was free. Uh, that guy was free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smitty was a uh, great, great card player. What about the? Do you, think he you were gone by the time they eventually chased him because he had one real bad trip and he had to come in and hand out a lot of cash. And he's like, I'm done. And he's like, I'm taking my Kindle and I'm going to the back row for the rest of the year. And he did. He stayed. He was out. But I'm done? Yep. Done. Oh, man. That's, that's awesome. Do um, you, you remember the, the casino fund? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you ever told that story? No. Nope. No, we should probably. Yeah. I'm ready can, for it, I mean, though. You, Go for it, Grimes. So, like, we were a bunch of degenerates on that team. There was, a, like, a, a lot <laughs> yeah. of us. And so, like, the money, you know, well, you know how, like, money on the board works. Everyone puts up money on the board before the game. And if we win, you have to pay that money. It goes to the team fund or goes to the trainers or however you want to designate that. And I think it was, I think it was MacArthur's idea. 
He's like, let's start halfway through the season. He's like, let's start like a casino fund. So end of the year, we'll take all the money that we get from on the board that's designated to the casino fund. And we'll just go to the casino at the end of the year and let it ride. So we're end of the year, you know, comes around and we got like, I don't know, Bob, it was like between 18 and 20 grand or something, like something ridiculous. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say 17 or something, but yeah. Yeah. I think it was just south of 20 grand. And so we go to the casino and we're like, Hey, well, we're going to play roulette. And you know, if, if we win big, we'll, we don't know what we'll do with it, but we'll do something. Am I cutting out? My oh, lagging boys? You're back. We got you now. Okay. So, um, so we go there and so we're going to play roulette. So first spin, I think, you know, so whatever we had 17 grand first spin we have, we were okay. Let's put eight, eight grand on a spin. We had clearance from like the pit boss or the floor boss. Okay. You know, we'll take this spin. We'll put it on red. And I'm like, well, let's put it on, like, let's put a little bit on green. Like I can live if we put on red, but it comes up black. I can live with that. But I'm like, let's just split the greens, put like, I don't know, 500 bucks, split the whatever. Let's do that. The guy's like, no, Brad, shut up. Like, no. I'm like, okay. That goes around green. I'm like, told you guys. So we have, you know, call it eight grand left or whatever. And so they just, you know, the guys pick the color again. And I'm like, I know it's probably not going to happen, but let's throw 500 bucks again on green just to cover our, our base, our bases here. Goes around green again. 18 grand or whatever was gone. Two spins. <laughs> Two spins. And it was, you know what it was even more incredible was when you said it, Eric Carlson stepped up and put like a thousand bucks on green. So he hits, um, That's right. we lost eight, we, we lost like 17 grand in two hands. And we, I, I remember sitting there next to Spez, uh, was it? Yeah. And I was like, Spez, that just about sums up our season. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> later. um, but I remember Carl got on such a heater and Carl and Clarky got on such a heater, uh, yeah. that Clarky essentially paid for his trainer's tips that night, which was incredible. Right. I know. Yeah. Nobody else did. <laughs> Not a single yeah, other guy did. Yeah. Lack LeMay loved the boys that night. Oh yeah. They made their money that night. <laughs> Shows you you're not from Ottawa. It's Lack Leamy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I need to go back to your first game back in Ottawa for a sec. And I'm, I'm sorry to we jump around. Why did you fight Max McCormick early? And how much money did you have to put up on the board to play against Ottawa? I think I had probably a thousand bucks up on the board. Um, but I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to fight him. I think I hit somebody and we, we got up early too. So we were up early by a couple yep. of goals. Yeah. And I think I just hit somebody and he like came up and like wanted to fight. I'm like, he's, you know, he's not the biggest guy. I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Like beat it. And then just like, he wouldn't leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't leave me alone. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I guess we're going to do this. But you know, I wasn't out there looking for, it. I didn't. Yeah. At no point was I thinking like coming back to Ottawa, I'm like, oh, I should, you know, scrap a couple of times. Pretty sure I was plus two and had an apple. So I had, that was, uh, <laughs> no one's talking about it. Eh? Um, yeah, and to be fair to Grimes, that. Max McCormick, Max McCormick was fighting everybody every night. He had no care in yeah. the world. That guy. Yeah. Uh, you uh, assisted on Zach Cassian's goal from Leon Dreisaitl and Eric Griba uh, in a seven, two victory. 
Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> look up your plus minus on that one, Bobby. Uh, although <laughs> a couple birdies, a couple birdies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we move on, uh, let the hockey puck speakers wants to know who's the toughest guy you've faced. Oh, Ryan Reeves. That's fair. And did yeah. you at any moment go, I shouldn't be in this tilt? Um, from every moment before the fight till the end of the fight, <laughs> it's like, I have no business being here. Pretty much. Cause you weren't, like, you're not a big fighter guy. You just, you played a heavy game, but you're not a fighter. No, I wasn't ever really like looking for a lot of fights and then, but then, you know, sometimes you, you obviously have to, and then, yeah, that was, couldn't really get out of that one. And yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. So for everyone watching, please don't go watch that. <laughs> by, the, by the end of the show, Alex will probably have found it and played it. Um, I should point out that uh, you're NCAA champion. You hold mm -hmm. or did tie the school record for most penalty minutes. So there is no. That. I, I still own that outright. Took that from Freddie Meyer. Okay. Still have that. One. Yeah. Well, you, see, were you, were you BC or BU? BU. BU. Okay. Yeah. So you're. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I once got two penalties in one shift. Wait, what? I once got. <laughs> All right, let us yeah, know. know right? Two penalties in one shift. I like. I. You're telling me. So I, I pinched down, and like elbowed some kid and like destroyed him, and it was in their zone. And then, so he's hurt. He beetles to the bench, gets to the bench, which is behind us, because I'm on our offensive blue line. The guy who changes for him jumps out, puck gets thrown out to this guy on a breakaway, and ended up hooking him down on a breakaway. So I got like two minutes for elbowing, two minutes for hooking in one shift. No, no to say, you're just begging for a penalty shot at that point. You're like, just give me two minutes and a penalty shot, please. Yeah, I'm like, just give the guy a penalty shot. Like, I don't, I really don't want to get that. You know, four minutes straight of penalties. So. I, yeah, I trust my goalie. Uh, yeah, I'm going to skip right to, uh, actually, you know what? I want to know about your first NHL game. Cause I have a quote from you. Uh, let me just make sure I have this all organized. Yeah. Uh, your first NHL goal, by the way, came against Matthew Garon, but your first NHL game, uh, there's a quote from you afterwards. Um, I tried to keep it out of my mind as much as possible, but that definitely popped into my head a couple times. Uh, you played the Maple Leafs. Uh, the first time I saw Fanuf in the warm-up go across the blue line right away by the red line, uh, go across the blue line right by the red line past me, I thought, hey, there goes Dion Fanuf. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah, your first was... game like? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Bobby and Jess are the first ones up world when you're like, you have no idea what the hell is going on or maybe you're trying to, you know, keep it together, but it's your adrenaline running so high. You really don't know. I think it was my third shift took a, took a minus. So that was good. That was, uh, yeah, good <laughs> early start, dash. Good start there. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was good. It was, just, it was in Toronto and buzzing around. And then yeah. the second game, we were on a road trip. Second game was, uh, New Jersey. And that was cool to see like Marty Roder and those guys. It's like, whoa, that's again, pretty cool yeah. to see those old timers out there. So for sure. Uh, your first NHL goal, Matthew Garant against Tampa. Do you remember this very well? 
Yeah, I remember getting like phone up a play. Okay, hang and... on. Alex, do we have the video? Here we go. So the puck's going to get dumped, and then Meth is going to start the breakout on the wall. Here. Great first pass, Meth. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom. Oh, they yeah. just hammer it in. That was a bomb. Yeah. Uh, five hole. Trying to go top glove side. So that <laughs> Maybe that's, why, that's probably why I fooled the goalie. Um, but yeah, no, I was trying to go high. Went worm burner on the on the ice. <laughs> now, um, lucky you put. Hey, I love that you're. If you can bring that back, I love that you're steering the direction though of the. Uh, you're just you're just calling guys off like you're the general on the defensive side of things, pointing around. I love that. Yeah, so like, yeah. Your, uh, <laughs> your content, yeah, you go get them. You go get them. I'll just get uh, them before. Yeah, you take that guy. <laughs> that must have been Stamkos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you had to, do you remember waiting to get the puck? So they wouldn't give whoever was trying to get the puck. You had to wait until the face-off to go and their linesman had to go and get the puck and give it to you after. Do you remember the delay? No, I don't remember that. It was such a it's weird. I don't know why, but they, yeah, they even made mention of it in the broadcast where they had to go afterwards and get the puck, which is odd. Um, so that's a pretty good highlight for you. I don't know who the coach was of Tampa, but I know he got fired after that game. I remember that. They were having a tough year. And I was like, and I think that one may have been the game winning goal. I was like, oh, shoot. I can't Wait, what year is that? It's my first year. So 12 13. Yeah. 12 13. It was the was lockout the pesky year. Sense year. It was a lockout year. That was your first year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I came in, I played the next year. Because we, we yeah. I think we played together, what, three, three, three and a half, give or take? No, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just trying to think. Yeah. Do you have any um, Bobby stories so who, before we move on? Who was that coach, though? I can't remember. Guy Boucher. No way. The Bouche. Yeah. He yeah, got fired yeah. after 13, 7, and 1, and then John Cooper, uh, 5, 9, yeah. and 3. Coop, Cooper's been okay since he's been there. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, he's funny all. that. It was Boucher. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, there, okay. Probably no Bobby stories. I don't think he has any. <laughs> oh, I mean, I have Bobby stories, but we're not going to bring them up on the air. That a boy. That a boy. No. Damn it, I miss Yorkie. It's so much around the card table, right? Like that's. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff you really remember. Like I'll forget stuff about games and, you know. The actual yeah. hockey part of it, it's the feels the card table stuff and the hanging out with the boys in the locker room, which was, you know, that's the memorable stuff for me anyway. Right. So, yeah. uh, by the way, there is a question I'm going to get to. And then uh, someone, uh, Alfie's mullet said, so Grab is responsible for Guy Boucher becoming the Sens coach. Um, I don't know if you want to have that as your <laughs> title. Um, what are you talking about? He took us to the conference finals. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Right next year, but yeah. It's the farthest uh, we got with him while I was there. Who's a former teammate that you just couldn't be friends with on or off the ice? 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's, that's a tough one. I know. That's a great question. I feel it's really easy to not like Conacher on the ice. Yeah. Good kid. Like, super, like super awesome guy. Um, but you took, you took, it took a while to like to figure him out. Like it yeah. took a little bit to understand his personality, understand him. Mm. Um, and then once you, once you got it, you're like, Oh, I get it. But he can come across to that, that first little bit, but no, great guy. But yeah, I remember you know, kind of a rat on the ice. Yeah, it, it took me a while with him too. Um, I remember getting traded, obviously, and then coming to camp early and we're all skating and we're doing four on four. And I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Like unbelievable hockey player because it's four on four shinny hockey. And then you start yeah. playing five on five, you're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, maybe not. But he's a fucking unbelievably talented player. Like yeah, the skill level is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just I small. I think he's, he's in the small guy. He's still playing in the Calder playoffs right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he come back from speaking of, overseas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's back playing, yeah. and I can't remember which team it is right now. Um, speaking of playoffs, Scribes, mm-hmm. you had quite the memorable first playoff game in your NHL career. I forgot it was your first game. Was that game one? I don't. Are you sure, Wally? I think that was game... I'm pretty well, sure that I was have... Three. See, oh, I thought you, you only played eight twenty-five of that game. Anyway, I, I I will. I think it's game one. Well, you could be right. Yeah, you got fifteen minutes and penalties. Four-two. Uh, well, it was your first game. I don't know if it. Yeah, game two or sorry, game one. You played eight minutes and thirty-two seconds, and then uh, all hell broke loose. So, <laughs> do you still get asked about the Lars Eller hit that you got a two-game suspension for? Um, I mean, it's starting to kind of dwindle off now, but yeah, I mean, anyone, when they talk about playoffs, they're like, oh, I remember that, remember that hit and everything like that. So yeah, no, it's still, 
definitely still comes up as one of the more significant highlights of my career for sure. Now, is there, do you think at all it was a dirty hit? Do you think still it's clean? Yeah. So do I. I've watched do it we, again and I'm. Do we have it or yeah. no? Yeah. Yeah, we have it. I mean, if you slow it down, it's shoulder first. Like I hit his shoulder. It's just his it. head is down. Right. Like you keep your shoulder yeah, that, well, tucked that's on, in. What a hit, dude. That's it, on him. You, you can't lead with your forehead in the National Hockey League. <laughs> like, well, no. Diaz should right? never have sent him the puck. That's true. That's Who was the tough guy them? that came in, number 27? <laughs> so, that, that's I, Gallagher. I want to get in there. Oh, so that was a weird. So no, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but it's uh, it was weird to me because there was a late change. So something happened where I was like, whoever I was changing for was late. So I had to get, I was trying to get up the ice and I was in a position where I could either, oh, did I freeze again? No, you're good. Oh, you're good. Okay. You're good. Um, so I was in that position where I couldn't really gap up. So I either had to keep going forward or like stop and be or you're flat. Yeah, you're done. So yeah. because it was a late change coming from our bench, I really, by the time I got up there and where the play was, I kind of my only option was like, okay, we'll go and, you know, try and end this play here. Whereas like normally if I was gapped up and like the, it wasn't a late change, I would have actually just been gapped up and would have just been coming back and skating backwards, playing it normally. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I remember watching this in Anaheim cause I was playing for the ducks and I, we were like, what a hit. Like, and that's, it's on the, well, it's more on Diaz than the player, but yeah, he's catching a pass and thinking he's safe. Like he's turning up ice looking backwards. He's that, that's completely on him and the, and his partner. Right. I love it. So, so there's a couple of uh, things about that. One is that was the famous player 61 quote from Paul McLean, <laughs> who was like, you yeah. should be mad at player 61. But um, the playoffs get so amped up with everybody, it includes the media, that the media from Montreal was angry with us uh, for the hit and thinking that, oh, this should be like a multi-game suspension. It should be this. It should be. I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know why you're getting upset with me. But right. everybody yeah. was just amped over this. Uh, they were so upset with you. What was the fallout like for you? Because you're... Like for people that don't know, you're very mild mannered. You're a pretty easygoing guy. Doesn't get rattled. And now you have the entire hockey world focused on you. Yeah, especially as like a rookie. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that, it's like just in the league. You know, it was a lot of people. It's not like it was a full season. Just you know, only had however many regular season games, and then you know, first playoffs. It's like holy smokes! Like what? What's going on here? And then to have all that attention all of a sudden was, yeah, it was a lot. And then um, obviously the media was a huge, huge thing. Um, and BMO was really good about you know sheltering me or you know coaching me through that, and that was all really, really good. And then, um, but then you know even after that, so like I, they had to, they wouldn't let phone calls to my room anymore they had any like phone call to my room at the hotel I had to go through team management first because i thought people were going to be calling like harassing me and um, i'd usually walk to the rink before it was a usual i like to walk 
and go before the bus, before the first bus to the to the rink before the games. They are like the team was like, no, you can't do that. So I had to get like a car. So I had to get like car service to the rink just so I could be there earlier. So I like wasn't in public. Um, yeah, it was it was wild. And for those they who don't know, you that. literally it was a it was a ten minute walk at best. Uh, it's a beautiful yeah, it's a rink. walk. Like and a beautiful walk. Yeah. 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 You just walk over and down and you're like, that's it. But I right laughed at or not, but you had to take the, the car. And I so Meth said early on uh, that you got death threats or that you had to hide on the bus. Does any of that ring a bell? That, the bus thing I don't remember. That could have could have happened where I just slouched down low on the bus. But usually the windows are tinted anyway, so it's not like you'd be able to know. No. Um but like yeah, like like on my Twitter and everything, like death threats and like you know wishing terrible things on my family it's like all right guys like let's let's what clean it up here yeah. what are we doing yeah 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 and so i and i don't mean to keep bringing it up because i i don't want people to conjure up all that stuff again but it was i've never talked to you about it since what had been that series um mm -hmm. and i was never sure of what it was like for you a to be the rookie to get suspended like what was the suspension call like was there much said? Um, so like I had to meet or the or the the phone call or whatever with the league, and um, Brian was there. But yeah, and then they just went over it, and then I didn't. They didn't tell me then. Then I got a call from. Like, then Brian called me and was like, "Hey, you got suspended for two games." Like, you know, and that was hard because I had to prepare because we were playing that next wherever that night I needed to know, like I was preparing, like I was playing. And then like, I wake yeah. up from my pregame nap or maybe it was just for whatever it was. And it's like, Hey, you're suspended. You're not going like, Oh, okay. So that's annoying. Yeah. Cause I've, cause I've also gotten suspended for two games in the playoffs. So I, I know how that, right. that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what did you do? Kick the guy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> two, two games for kicking. Yeah. He deserved it. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh, I'd do it again. That must have been. You don't get paid in the that's playoffs. Anaheim? <laughs> that was Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. Who did you kick? I I remember it too because he was a California kid, and I remember uh, Jonathan Blum. Mm. And I Fair I I, I sh you know what I shouldn't say this. I didn't kick. Well, story for another time. I didn't kick him. I'll tell the story some other time because. My, my list of stories is not nearly as long as Yorkie's. <laughs> um, okay, we'll wait on that. Is uh, When you went back and played your next game in the playoffs, did it have an impact on you at all? Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, I didn't know what to expect from, I guess, like the crowd, their team. You know, someone going to be taking like a super dirty run at me or doing something like ridiculous or whatever it was. And I also remember, oh, yeah, so I don't know if it was, no, I think it was that playoffs. I had like a broken hand, a small bone in my hand was broken. So I had to, my hand had to be taped. So for me to fight, if I cut someone, well, I'm getting suspended again. Because I have to have a taped hand. If, you, if your hand's taped and you cut someone with something on your hand, will you get suspended again? So I'm like, yeah. What like, do I keep my? If I have to fight, do I keep my glove on? Like I like, what do I? 
wow. what I do, but like I couldn't hold my stick without my hand being taped. So it was like kind of a, that. yeah, like, well, what, what am I supposed to do here? Because you didn't have any pims. Uh, you had like a, yeah, you didn't have any more three, the next two games against Montreal. Did they yeah. try to fight you? Because you didn't have any penalty minutes. No, like, no. No, okay. I ended up not, not fighting anyone. So who was their tough guy at the time? Well, was they yeah. had Brandon Prust, right? I want to say. Because there was the, because they called him, yeah. he, that's when he called Paul McClain the fat bug eyed walrus. Yeah. That was bug eyed walrus. Anyway. Paul McClain played that series in the media like, like a champ. It was outstanding. Yeah. Well, even really- even Michelle Terrian, like they were both fantastic. It was the best series I ever covered. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it was the animosity from the two coaches made that thing the best. It was just no, and then and then Brandon Press is getting into it when he's calling the other coach like a bug-eyed walrus, and then it was just wild. Everything was happening in that series, best series yeah. ever. And it was over in like five days. It felt like it was over really quick for a five-game series. I think it was maybe ten days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, every other usually. Nine, no, seven days. What? You guys had yeah. a back-to-back? Yeah, they. So, because uh, Gribes, your first game is February, or sorry, May second, and then the last game is May 9th. Anyway, I knew it was over in a really quick time. Uh, best series because of all the nonsense that was going on off the ice. Like we didn't have to do anything to come up with a storyline. Paul McLean was so good at it. Did you uh, Did you enjoy playing with Paul McLean? Yeah, I really, honestly, I really liked him. Um, I didn't have any real issues with Paul. <laughs> Paul, I remember my first, whoa, what was it? Yeah, it was my, it was my first, yeah, the first year. You know, coming in, I was like, I was playing all right, feeling pretty good. You know, young guy, obviously, you know, first 10, 12 games or whatever it is. And Paul comes in my, uh, and then I started to get a little, probably a little too comfortable, too quick. Paul pulls me into his office one day. And he's like, Gribes, look at your plus minus. I don't know. It wasn't great. And uh, he's like, you need to simplify things and get things like, and just like, keep it simple. Quit trying to do too much. Do, do, do too much. He's like, you've played 12 games, not 1,200. So start acting like it. It's like, okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. Was he a player's coach? I think so. I think things changed a little bit his second year. Mm. My second year when he was there. And that's when I came in and I remember taking a, like, I remember a couple of us taking a beating for his firing and I was like, I had nothing to do with this, but I came in second. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but Grimes is going to tell you, Grimes is about to tell you he changed everything, I guess. To try to be yeah. a harder style coach. The year I was there, it was like he was incredible. And then second year came after, you know, we had a decent playoff run. And then just seems to change some things. And then he lost the room yeah. pretty quick. It's pretty much how that's. And, how that and he, had, yeah. like, he admitted it after. He's like, I felt I needed to change. And nobody really understood that why he said it because everything went so right in the first year. He becomes right. coach of the year, wins a Jack Adams. Um, what did it take to lose the room? Um, yeah, I think he, 
I think he started to be too hard on like the veteran guys and trying to like change what they were doing. And, you know, almost, and it may have been some times where it's like, you know, maybe he wasn't even giving like the respect he should have to, you know, some guys who played a thousand games or closer or more. Like it was, that was, you kind of, I think that, and then, you know, once that happens with, I was bobbing, I was like, once the older guys, once you lose them, I mean, that just kind of filters down to everyone else yeah. on the team. So, I mean, it's making sure, you know, you have those guys, uh, you know, as much as you can on your side. Well, that's what uh, like, I remember. He, he, he lost, he lost Spez a month into my time there. And I was like, well, I got traded here just to play with this guy. Right. Yeah. So it just filtered through everything. It was, yeah. And yeah, the only issue I ever had with Paul was that it was his practices. Um, and, but they were the same every day. Like nothing ever yeah. changed. How many times yeah. did you line up, pass across, go to the far blue line, stop, do that wet, the ladder part of it. Like, and then yeah. you would do all four options. And I'm like, dude, we can't do this every fucking day. Yeah, um, we need that was my else. only issue. That was it. Yeah. it. It was just a shit. And it, God forbid you didn't stride the whole way. I'm like, Paul, I've done this five days in a row, man. Like I need, you need to switch yeah. things up. Yeah. Yeah. The season's as monotonous as it is. Never mind. You know, if your practice is the same thing every single day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Quick question. Killer. Do you, do you remember playing with Sergey Gonchar? Oh yeah. You and what was it like? I mean, he was like just so veteran at that point of his career. Like he was just so, I mean, as a player, like just so smooth, like everything was effortless. Um, you know, how, obviously how he thought the game, how he saw the game, how he played it, there was no extra movements or anything inefficient. Like he was just smooth, efficient and just got his, yeah, he was really good. Uh, he, he, like, if you remember that Detroit game and the opening game of the season where he didn't fight to go back and back check and then all the fans got mad at him, um, set the tone, but I was always heard in the locker room that he, like, and I've met him and he's one of the nicest people I think I've ever met is, uh, it was a different story altogether. Like he was a great teacher to guys, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he was, he was like, oh, you, he was always trying to like pass on knowledge and teach you know his younger defenseman younger you know watch even forwards too i remember like he he always had good insight and was always that you know that older veteran guy trying to help the younger guys not you know suppress them to keep his job like he was really good about that okay i'm moving on to something i've been waiting to get to and that's uh what's trade what was trade deadline day like for you um i remember i was on my acreage we were, sorry, we were building an acreage. I rented an, our, a fifth wheel RV for the summer to live in it while the build was happening. We didn't have power. We were running off a generator. And I went out in the morning to turn on the generator so we'd have power in the morning so I could make coffee. And I come back and my agent had called. I'm like, hmm, it's draft day. Why is he calling me? You know, I have a contract. And anyway, so he's like, it's like, oh, okay. So you got traded to Edmonton. I'm like, fair enough. That was pretty much, pretty much it. 
You, yeah, yeah. You, I, you didn't see it coming, right? Um, no. Uh, traded for Travis Uwanek, uh and ended up being this 107th pick, which became Christian Willannon. Um, but my – so uh, the reason I asked that is I found the text from your wife that on a trade deadline day that perhaps um, she was not happy with you. From Kate, call me when you're back to the hotel. Call me now. Eric, call <laughs> me now. Eric, you're killing me. If you're not on the phone with your agent right now, I'm going to kill you. Call me yesterday. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was in, I was in Edmonton. That's what yeah. I, yeah, I was in Edmonton when, when that happened. I'm so, pretty sure we were in Montreal, if I can remember correctly. Playing there, uh, I don't know, I was for dinner. Like, doing normal things. I was thinking I had my phone on silent. And obviously you see Kate is the grammar master, but uh, yeah, I think I think the, the biggest thing for people about this was she couldn't get, wasn't using the proper yours. So that yeah. was like the biggest thing. People were like furious. Like, can you please do Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, please? Like, anyway, um, but yeah, no, I was like, not even on the radar. What is wrong with you? Like, no, you know, <laughs> I, whatever. I was like, no one's trading for me right now. Like, trust me, we're good. So, so, so what? So when you called her, uh, what was her reaction when when she answered the phone? She's like, Where have you been? What have you been doing? I'm like, I'm still for dinner with the boys. Like, I'm doing, I don't even know what I was. Yeah, I'm sure it's still for dinner. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, you need to answer your phone. And she's like, I saw there was trade rumors. I'm like, there's always trade rumors, but I'm not getting traded. Like, those are like deep, dark web trade rumors. That's not actually coming to fruition. The armchair GM. Always, yes. But this just goes to show the, I guess, the pressure or anxiety that trade deadline creates for everybody, all family members, right? And so I actually appreciate this text. Be, having lived through many trade deadlines and all of us on the other side speculating who's getting moved, um, it just shows you what people deal with around it, that time. Oh, yeah. So it, I, I appreciate it. it. It affects the player the least, honestly. Yeah. Easiest for the player. Yeah, 100%. No care in the world. <laughs> Tell me where my next game is and where I'm going. Right. Whereas, you know, I didn't have a family at the time. I didn't have kids at the time. So, like, it was... You know, if I got traded, it would have been an easy move for, for us. But, like, you know, you think, you know, people with families, like, all of a sudden, dad's gone to wherever, some other city to play. And, you know, obviously, you can't just pick them up right away if they're in school, if they're in daycares or whatever. Like, it's just, it's not a, logistically, it's not an easy, easy thing to do at the kind of the drop of a hat. Yeah. True. Um, with so many other stuff, and I know you got to get going. Uh, you're a Calder Cup champion, which, by the way, you took a penalty in the Calder Cup Game 7 final. They scored the go-ahead goal uh, to make it 2-1. Were you nervous at that moment? Uh, yeah. It was a pretty, pretty <laughs> inopportune time to take a penalty. Yeah, you're like, oh, God, what did I do? Yeah. So, yeah. I think it was like yeah, a tripping penalty. I forget, who, I forget who scored the tying goal. But Bobby then, Butler. Oh, Butsy. And then Kellers. Uh, Ryan Keller. And I think it's Saskatchewan guy scored the uh, the game winner. 
Well, okay. So then uh, a few, like four minutes later, five minutes later, you take a tripping penalty. Oh, sounds about right. The guy was probably on a break. So, I think I stayed in the game. So 4.41 to go in the third <laughs> period of a one goal game. I think it is. Uh, you take a tripping penalty. So is that, how nerve wracking is that? Well, more nerve wracking than the time before. So, so very, <laughs> yeah. very nerve wracking at that point. Yeah. That's a long two minutes. That's a long yeah, that's two, not, minutes. two minutes. Be by yourself sitting there with your thoughts. It's not, not enjoyable. <laughs> Let's tell you right now, it's not enjoyable. Um, you don't even want to watch. You're not watching. Yeah. Which, which leads me into, by the way, congrats on being a Calder finalist or a Calder champion. That was a great run. And you guys went on and Robin Leonard, the 19 year old, will say save the day as he came down and you guys were down three, one, right? Um, it leads me to a quote that you, I think this was in the AHL when you uh, said this about Boro. So I was digging up some stuff for Boro and I came across this quote, uh, but I'm going to read it to you because it's, it's fantastic. I'm pretty sure he's fought people in practice, Griva said. Sometimes in practice, I would have to say, holy shit, Boro, I don't want to get hit today. Please don't hit me. I'm sore. We played last night. I just want to stretch the legs. I don't want to get freaking buried in practice. Uh, his intensity is an everyday thing, that's for sure. Your quote on Mark Borvietsky. Was it that intense with him? Yeah. <laughs> Especially, yeah. 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 I, it's actually, that, that is literally just a one word answer. Yes. Yeah. No, that's inconsistently. And like, Bobby, you didn't play with them in the American League. So, like, obviously, when you're in the American League, you're like, grinding to like make your name and get called up and so like you saw him in the nhl which was a dialed back version of what it was in the american league and that's scary so, yeah it was uh yeah or it was always intense but extremely intense when we were coming up together and yeah yeah scary i love him scary that's why he's also in that wedding photo for people that uh want to go back and see it um yeah uh all right people have asked a few times about hunting stories uh can you tell the story of did you almost get arrested in new jersey what actually happened yeah that was a dicey one um so my last my last year was i signed with jersey and so i was staying in the hotel in newark bobby knows well you both know that area it's it's pretty rough down there and the hotel's right next to the rink and so my wife and we just had our daughter they didn't come so they were back in saskatchewan and so i'm in the hotel i'm like bored to this training camp and after you're done you're like what do i do and there's not a whole lot to do around there so i'm like well i have my bow with me so i'm like oh, i feel like just go and shoot my bow and looked at the close archery range it was 45 minutes away i'm like well that's pretty far i don't have a car you know i was like that's a long uber so i'm like well i'm sure you can find somewhere there's a parking garage right next to us in between the rink and the hotel. I'm like, no one care. So I, I, kept, I walked up every level and there was cars on like, you know, sporadically on each level and finally get to the top and there's no cars there, but it's exposed to the, you know, to, to the elements, it's open. And so I find this massive brick wall and there's nothing behind it. There's no danger. Yeah, extremely safe. So I shoot my bow for like half an hour, pack it up, go back down and go for dinner. I met some guys and went up for dinner. 
the next day, team tra- or team manager of Jersey comes to me. He's like, "Grabs, like you can't shoot your bow anymore." I'm like, "What are you What are you talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't know what exactly you were doing, but the uh, Newark Police Department are looking for you because <laughs> someone had reported." me shooting my bow on the top of this parking garage. So the Newark City Police Department came. I wasn't there. They pulled the security footage, got my picture of me walking out with like my bow in a case and a target, pull my picture. They're like, this is a person of interest. We don't know who this is. They notified the New York NYPD as a person of interest. So I'm up on, I guess, on all their bulletin boards. And it's like this, you know, high risk person of interest. like everyone all cops be be aware well the team security guard got a hold of this was like or saw it because i guess they're obviously ex-cops and they keep track of all this stuff and he's like i'm pretty sure that's one of our new players so he takes it to team manager team manager was like oh that's one of our new guys so he, then he comes to me the next then the security head of security for the devils calls the new york city Police department and the Newark City Police Department, like, hey, call off the dogs. It's one of our players. We'll tell them not to shoot his bow anymore on the roof. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, two days later, after I've been warned or told what was happening, the uh, team manager comes up to me and he's like, So, like, yesterday I was in a meeting with like uh, marketing people in uh, the Prudential Center and for the Devils. And the, one of the people stands up, one of the managers stands up, like, hey, I just want to thank Jim or whatever his name is for reporting that person the other day and, and saying something about him shooting his bow and calling the cops, like, good job. And our team manager's like, what are you doing? That was one of our players. He almost got arrested. And like, you dumbass, like, what are you, anyway, so it was this whole thing. And like, I'm super lucky I wasn't still there. Like, these guys would have shown up. I'm holding like a weapon, essentially. Oh, yeah. It's a bow and like, they would have been like guns drawn. I would probably would have, like, I would have been on the ground. Like it would have been a whole freaking to do if they actually no, showed up and I was still there. So yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Outside in Newark. Yep. Yeah, and just, just especially in Newark, right? They don't well, that's mess around. Just did you not think at some point to go like, it's Newark? Maybe I shouldn't be shooting my bow in a public spot. You know, Wally, I should have thought that, but I didn't. It never really thought I'm like, I looked at it, I'm like, I'm just some like, you know, Saskatchewan kid. I'm like, oh, this is safe. No one's gonna get hurt. I'm not affecting anybody. I'm not gonna hurt anybody. Like, I'm this is like this is the normal thing to do. Obviously. I can just see you now. <laughs> They've all got Felt guns normal. pointed at you. Yeah. Hockey player arrested for shooting bow. Um yeah. <laughs> speaking of which uh, you own or you used to uh, capital waterfowling, which makes duck calls. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm getting to this is because this is the moment in my career where I went from like national broadcaster Brent to regional broadcaster Wally, as I am using your duck calls to oh my yeah. God, to blow them on camera, <laughs> uh, which I believe to this day was wrong because I'm in L.A. a few games later, I think. And yeah. someone in the stands, because I was walking by, he stops me, an elderly gentleman. He says, uh, next time I'll teach you how to blow it properly. You used the wrong end. I found out later it right. was your dad. He's a real know-it-all. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I thought I was going to be on Duck Dynasty, uh, but yeah. instead I made a mess of the whole thing. Oh, this awesome. is, I'll never forget this. Oh, it's so good. Look how young you are there, Wally. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's at least 10 years ago. Yeah, also, yeah. It's probably 11 years ago. Yeah. 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 It's a lifetime. Scary. Yeah. I still had a lot of gray hair, though. Um, I was going right. to say, yeah, the, yeah. Hair still didn't, no change there, hey, pal? <laughs> no, no, it's still. When I first started in television, they wanted me to dye it gray. And now the people would like me to dye it back to dark. Anyway, um, last couple of questions. Quickly, uh, what's it like to play? You got to play with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Um, can you just sum up, I guess, what it's like maybe to hang out with Connor? Because he seems pretty stoic. Um, like I came with him, like I got traded the year he was drafted. So we started together when he was like a rookie. Um, yeah, like super great guy. Um, good in the locker room, really serious, but just still able to like have fun and, um, you know, hang out with the guys and, and, you know, not be that superstar. Uh, so he yeah, lets his hair just, down. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, within obvious reason, but he, yeah, he's, um, yeah, really good guy to hang out with and just, yeah, playing with him is, was, yeah, unbelievable. And just to, pra to practice against him was like, wow, like he's just, he's so much better than everybody else. Like it's just, the kid had a cheat code, like from the beginning, yeah, he just was just better, like significantly better. And you know, you guys see it now, like it's, it's not fair. You know, he turns on, turns on the speed. Like it's just, it's, it's a whole different level. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Nothing. And I was a big slow defenseman. It's not like I was like this, you know, fast guy. Like he, so, I mean, for him to expose me in practice was pretty easy. I'm pretty sure he slowed down most of the time just to like, not embarrass just to help you. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you picked up the phone today and called him, would he answer it? I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, a lot, do you have any fears? You're a big hunting guy, you, you, all that stuff. What, what are you scared of? Hmm. Like animals? Anything. Like do you animals? have like a fear, a phobia, anything? Um, I really don't like snakes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just, yeah. I don't, there's nothing about a snake that I really enjoy being around there. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's one of my, one of my phobias would be snakes. I think it's pretty normal, normal one for a lot of people, but yeah, it's, there's nothing about that, that, that I'm comfortable no, with. Yeah. A lot of people are with yeah. you on that one. Yeah, always. And um, if you had, uh, if you were sitting down to watch a movie with Kate, do you have a cheat snack that you've uh, liked throughout maybe your career um, that you would have occasionally? Super nibs. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That's a new one. That is like kryptonite for me. I can't get enough of those. I don't think I've ever heard that one. No, no good for you. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate your time, sir. Uh, as always, uh, it's been fun to catch up with you. It's been a while. So, uh, thank you for showing up. Absolutely. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate this. Nice to, nice to catch up again. 
Yeah, I can't good wait to, to send the, really to the quotes from uh, Smitty uh, to find out what his reaction is to uh, to what you have to say. Yeah, he'll be too busy working on a table or a chair or something right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's end table season. He, he's totally yeah, carving out of a tree trunk. He, he's yeah, got like absolutely. a bear he's got cut out. He's oh, yeah. dialed in right now. Yeah. No, it's good to see you, man. Oh, really it. good to see you. Right, we'll see you too, Bobby. All right, man. See you, pal. Talk Thank you. you. Take care, my friend. See you guys. And there's Eric Greiba, who is uh, one of our uh, favorites. Uh, played seven years, ended up his, Bobby, I didn't get to it, but started his career playing in Binghamton, ended his career playing in Binghamton with the AHL with the New Jersey Devils uh, farm team. So okay. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, he was, he was pretty I, well traveled, but good player, man. Yeah. Just, yeah, just I, honest. I mean, there's, Honest. There was a lot I wanted to get to, and it always is the case of you felt like they gave up on you and all that stuff. But um, always a big fan of of Gribes. Big right shot D they could use right about now. Um, right. Before we go, I got to ask you your picks as the Eastern Conference Final begins tonight. Um, reminder to okay. go to batano.ca and lay down your bets. Is uh, we can show. Obviously, Yorkie's not here. Yorkie has picked, and Alex, you could throw up the graphic whenever you want. Yorkie has picked uh, Carolina to win this series and Vegas to win the Western final. Um, who do you pick as the Carolina series starts tonight? I'm on, I've, I've been on the Florida bandwagon. They just found ways to beat two teams that I didn't think. I mean, the two, two best teams in the league, essentially. Um, so I've gone against them, I've, but I've, I remember Wally or Wally, excuse me. I remember Yorkie saying that they were a real sleeper team and they have been, I think they, I think they make it to the cup finals. Um, so I'm going to pick them in six. I just don't like the goaltending situation in Carolina. I don't know if they're, especially you get a guy like Mack Chuck in front of you and all that traffic and some of the way the, the way some of the other guys are playing. I'm taking Florida in six. Um, and on the other side of it, I'm going to take Vegas in Vegas in six. So, Florida, Vegas. Let me write that down. It's it. I, the Carolina thing is interesting to me because I, I don't think they get the respect they deserve. But I agree with you on the goaltending. But their D, man, that D is. Yeah. You win championships with your D, right? Yeah, you do. Um, they're deep. They're yeah, and they can all move. They're mobile. But um, I, I don't know, man. I like Florida's offense a lot. They got a lot of good big guys, like and strong guys down the middle, like and some and speed. They got every they got like they have every part of the game. Think about last year. And Kachuk aside, if they beat Tampa in game seven in first round, they might have gone the distance then too. Right? Yeah. That was the best series of playoffs. It just happened to be in the first round. So I'm I'm riding the I'm riding them. What are you doing with it? Are you going Carolina? <sighs> There's a couple like Brent Burns having played uh, 9,000 games and not uh, having won a cup final or not having won a Stanley cup. I think, yeah, I, I think that plays a part. I, this one, I, I switch all the time. Cause then I'm like, well, maybe Sergei Bobrovsky is going to win this series for them single-handedly. Yeah. It's a chance. The goaltending, the goaltending is the one that, but I'm going to take the Canes, but I think it's going to go seven. Um, Okay. And out west, seven. why doesn't Dallas get the credit with Jake Ottinger? I I really like them. Um, I I just think I, I like Vegas's team. They're they're again. You always use the word deep yep. in playoffs. They're deep. I like their defense. 
goaltending, you know, might be the difference, but I, I just think Dallas is going to run out of steam here. Um, and, and they're facing a team with Mark Stone and Jack Eichel that, and Petrangelo that are all playing really well. Not to mention that's supporting cast great too. Yeah, well, that's and I see. I think Jack Eichel's a, is the difference in this series. Uh, I'd like for to see it. Reason. Yeah, I'd like to see the breakthrough. Okay, here's a question I have for you on Jack Eichel because we get from our side and outside the locker rooms that he's a he's an ass. Um, really, but I've talked to like Mark Stone, who and by the way, I it was unprompted. He he raved about how good Jack Eichel was and how much he liked him and stuff. Um, you're on the U.S. side of things. What do you hear about Jack Eichel? The only things I've ever heard and. Um, and they're not even off ice things. The only things I've ever heard is that he's a freak of nature in the gym. He's one of the most powerful guys you're ever going to see. Um, yeah. Just go, goes in and whatever weight you're doing at the highest weight that you've ever done, he's going to sling it around. That's all. Um, I, I heard he's, I heard in the Buffalo days, he was a bit of a dick early on. I don't want to, um, you know, speak ill of a guy. I don't know him. I've never had a personal interaction with him. I heard he was, but I think that's what just a young kid he's in the 18 he's 18 years old he's in the league he's just learning how to find his way so you're just you know i give him i give him the benefit of the doubt until i meet him okay uh yeah. fair enough i it, by the way it's always different usually from the outside of the room to the inside which is why i asked you um yeah i for will sure. say vegas and six just seems to be the easy pick so let's let's just say they're both gonna go seven so vegas okay. and seven I like that. um I, but by the way, 4-0 in round two right here. I know. I'm pretty impressive. So this is why I need a, I need a couple. Well, we're probably all going to pick the same teams except for Florida, right? So, uh, Well, Yorkie and I have Canes in Vegas, so you have a chance with Florida to eke it out here. Am I only down one or do I need a home run? I don't I, – because oh, I'm running. No, no. I'm, I'm way ahead. I thought uh, – oh, yeah. Alex says he doesn't have the board, but I made a – I made That's a really okay. nice playoff board. You know I made All a right. nice board. Um, I'm finally, Bobby. Florida. Okay. Florida. Uh, there was a, a report out uh, a couple of days ago about um, they were basically the best arenas. They rated the arenas around the league. Uh, there was four factors. Uh, fan experience while attending a game, including accessibility, affordability, convenience, um, Availability on dedicated on-site parking, proximity to an external restaurant. Uh, Colorado was uh, number one, which is okay. Colorado's not bad. Little Caesars, number two. I really, you know what? That area around there is completely different. So you would not have seen that a long time ago. Uh, it's, it's incredible Montreal, what they did. Yeah, it's it's a great spot. Uh, Bell yeah. Center is the highest rated Canadian one. Um, Carolina is quite high, despite the fact that they are in the middle of nowhere. Their beer is on average 47 cents um, in their ranking compared to like most of the Canadians is a dollar-ish, but Ottawa's is pretty low too. But Ottawa sits 28th on this list. And I'm going to go out on my uh, limb here and say you're not shocked that Ottawa's arena ranking is near the bottom. Oh, by the way, the Honda Center is oh, low. I'm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, without, the Honda Center is tough forever, like for all of it. Um but I, I no, I'm not surprised. I mean, how many times, like, where are you going to eat at? Are you going to eat at the food court across the Tanger outlets? Or, or you got, well, how many times can it you? It wasn't even there for a while. Or Moxie. 
Yeah, you're gonna go back to Moxie's. <laughs> so yes. I, um, none of that surprises me one bit. One uh, bit. It'll be so interesting to see where this arena ends up, and then it's, you'll see them right in the top five. Yes, <sighs> this whole arena thing is. It, I, I don't think it's gonna go to Breton. I'm just gonna put it to you that way. No, I, don't I don't think, think it goes so to Breton. Um, Ottawa was ranked last, so they measured the distance um, in minutes walking to a restaurant, uh, and most of them are like one, two, three minutes. Ottawa is yeah. 27 minutes away. Yeah. And it's, it's like this, the next closest is 12 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, like that's, yeah, it's tough. That's very tough. It's disappointing. If they had some restaurants around, anyway, we've gone through that. But just a surprise to see uh, where some of them rank out. Um, all right. We are back Monday. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Have a great time. I'm sure you're golfing soon chances are but uh hey. no no i gotta you know what no i got a weekend to myself i'm i'm just relaxing okay uh if you could pick one player to golf with to win a tournament that you've played with senator based i'm gonna say uh who do you pick clark MacArthur. hands down but he's a plus one so yeah i'm taking him right now where's eric carlson very low <laughs> very low like he, he's not on my sure? radar he always acted yeah, he, like he was a very good golfer though he would he and dion no, would because, be like buying gold-plated butters no 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 he gets a six and writes down a four never seen anything like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so okay yeah. so then who's next on the list mark stone yeah okay. did you ever two. play with drake no, no, I've heard Drake's very good okay. too. I think he's a scratch, but yeah, no. Uh, Stoner, Stoner was good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, right. Clark MacArthur being a plus one, you got to ride that one all day. So again, um, can maybe we can go to Florida and play around with Clark if he could come on the show. If we can, yeah. If he ever responds to text, I, this guy's a, he, he's a, the most elusive person in the world, man. You'll hear from him three to four times in four days and then six months. So <laughs> I got, I gave up. I'm done. I'm out. No, don't give up, Bobby. This is what we have to do now. It's for the people. Right. You're a man of the people now. That's, uh, you know what? That's fair. I'll keep working. Okay. Appreciate it. See you on Monday, right, my man. friend. See you Monday. Thanks for watching, everybody. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.